My name is Miranda. I'm Island, and I think we're at episode 40. 40. Yeah. Woohoo! What, what? We old as hell. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Did, was it 40 that they used to call it over the hill, or is it 50 they said you were officially over the hill? Well, I hope it's 50, because I'm about to oh. be 40 in a couple months. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I feel like as people have been able to like be healthier longer, um, I have not seen so many over the hill jokes at stores. Like they used to have like gravestones and like silver balloons, black and silver balloons. And now I just, no, I just think people keep just having birthdays now. That's different. But anyways, I'm all right. Uh, I'm totally okay with it, especially because we're headed to that direction. <laughs> and I hope I hope to continue in that direction for a very long time. Yes, one will hope. <laughs> one hopes. One plans. Um, hi. So let's kick ding, this ding, off ding, right. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> it's my ghost noise. If I ever come back and haunt the earth, iced in a in a glass is officially <laughs> my haunting signal. You'll be it'll be like 10 a.m. on a Tuesday and you're at work and you're like clacking away on your keyboards in here. I hope you can hear that, guys. Uh, you'll be like, oh, oh, Miranda, the ghost of Miranda. She's trying to get me to day drink. Oh, no. <laughs> so what are you having? <laughs> well, I decided to have, I realized that no one can see our video, but we can see our video. I decided to take it a little local and a little Michigan. So mm-hmm. I am having a bourbon and ginger ale. I'm having, from Minnesota, Jay Carver straight bourbon whiskey. Um handcrafted in Minnesota from locally sourced corn, rye, and malted barley, then aged in Minnesota barrels. With the sweetness of corn bolstered by the spicy, smooth finish rye, this bourbon is not chill-filtered for bolder flavor. And they are from Waconia, Waconia, Minnesota. Then, while at my local grocer doing my panic shopping, (laughs) I did discover that they carry Verner's. And I have not seen Verner's that often in Minnesota because it's from Michigan (laughs) and it is the original and uh, it is, it is the superior ginger ale. It is the, it's superior ginger ale. And there's, there's some, there's some rumors out there that people feel that ginger ale cures all. It kind of does in a psychosomatic way. I'm sorry. I'm speaking to a doctor directly and she's going to be like, not today, Miranda, but I will say that ginger ale was a big part of our, of our upbringing as far as like mm-hmm. to calm your tummy down. We didn't use Coke. We always use ginger ale. Yeah. Um, syrup does work, but ginger yeah. is good too. It is. Um, and I would say that it's just Verner's is a little spicier. Mm-hmm. It's got a little bit more of a oomph to it. It's almost to me like a ginger beer. It is close to it. It's not quite, I think as intense as um, like, What's that? What is this super intense ginger beer? Uh, like Barrett's. There are some others mm-hmm. that are like extra, extra gingery. Yeah. This is just a little shy of that, but it's definitely not like Schweppes or Canada Dry ginger ale. This right. is, it is, there's a heavy emphasis on that spicy kick. Spicy kick. I also think it might be just a little bit more like, um, 
carbonated possibly too. yeah I think so too so just really in your face anyways that is what I'm drinking I was just so excited to see Verner's so I fucking bought it yeah we've tried yeah. here so actually we uh at the grocery store um months ago Pat was walking through and saw that they had diet Verner's but they didn't have oh. regular and so he asked, and they were like, oh, well, we ordered uh, diet burners because someone requested it. And he's like, well, I'd like to formally request real burners, <laughs> but nothing Let came it. of it. <laughs> nothing came of it? No. 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 Well, it's not like they don't carry anything, but they don't they don't carry the real stuff, so. I'm sorry. I can I can get you some. I know a place. <laughs> I know a guy. <laughs> I know a guy. Um, no, I love there's this really great small market near my house. It's only like a mile or so away um, called centers. And they are one of the only places in Minnesota. I think one of two that have a grandfathered in liquor store. Cause everywhere in Minnesota, you have to go to a separate liquor store in order to purchase your goods. But centers, you can literally go to the liquor store first and then walk around and pick up your celery and your, you know, hot dogs and like get through the whole thing. But this place is so focused on local stuff that I know I can always find the locally produced items there. So I get local, um, locally made meats. I earn meats, locally made meats. By that, I mean <laughs> hot dogs. Let me just add that in there for flavor. That sounds like soiling green. Um, anyways, <laughs> but I like to go there to get deli stuff. Um, I also like going there because I know that all the bread there is local. It's not a huge selection at, at all, but it's just, I just know that everything they're buying is more local. Mm-hmm. Um, and every single time I'm there, one of the owners, the family that still runs the place, one of the owners always is going up to the register and handing the regis- the cashier something. Like like this last time I was there, I had already checked out and he handed this um, cashier four cans of Chef Boyardee lasagna. And he was like, please discount this to 99 cents for so-and-so he's about to come through. And I just thought he, they do it every single time I'm there. They're taking a discount or doing something special for someone who's a regular customer and they've done that for me, too, even though I'm like, I can afford anything. But this one guy discounted my beer because he's like, I don't want to think I don't want you to think I'm upselling you on this. I'm just telling you it's a good beer. And I was like, thank you. It's just you don't get that kind of service anywhere else. So no. when I decided to do a little teeny tiny bit of panic shopping, as in I still buy everything I normally eat <laughs> and I bought a way more booze, um, <laughs> I went to centers because they deserve all my money. Absolutely. <laughs> and, that was a long, drawn-out, winded thing. What's in your cup? So it's not in my cup yet, but it will be in a second. Speaking of buying local, I uh, will be drinking the Equality Party Sour Ooh. Ale from uh, Big Grove. So cute this was a—it's a very cute can. Um, it is, it was, is a collaboration between Big Grove Brewery and the Domestic Violence Intervention Program to celebrate International Women's Day. So they Woo. had a party with some bands and um, the beer release uh, at the brewery, uh, not on International Women's Day, but two days earlier because International Women's Day was a Sunday. So they had it on the Friday before, I think it was March 6th. And um, so I bought the beer in a glass while I was there. And then I also bought a four pack of it to take home with me because um, not only do they raise money from the beer that sold at the brewery, but also the cans. And yeah, so 
their beer, the Equality Party uh, Sour Ale is an experimental sour made with lemon peel, honey, and white tea. Brewed with members of Iowa's Domestic Violence Intervention Program to celebrate International Women's Day, the centennial celebration of women's suffrage, and DVIP's 40th anniversary. Wow. So, yeah. So it's it's delightful. And I will be having it in a mug that was made locally. By me. By you? What? I mean, let's just be <laughs> honest. I did not throw the whole mug. That is not what happened. But um, a different brewery, uh, Lionbridge in Cedar Rapids, had a stein making event. And they do this with the um, Ceramic Center of Iowa, which is in Cedar Rapids. I think they do it a couple times a year. And so um, I went with Pat and two of our friends. And what they do is the people from the Ceramic Center actually um, throw the cup part and then they teach you how to make the cup sort of look like a stein and so they teach you how to like give it sort of fake wood marks and fake um what's what i'm looking for the the barrel bands you know Mm -hmm. and they and then you make your own handle which is where many many people go astray (laughs) 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 everybody gets very ambitious I, this is the only mark they get to make on this mug, right? Like well, that and the decoration. So they gave us, um, uh, you didn't have to make a Stein style if you didn't want to, which I didn't really want to make the fake. Um, I didn't want it to look like a wooden Stein. Um, yeah. Cause I didn't think it would come off very well. Also, if you wanted that, you just go to a thrift store and find them. You know what I mean? Fair. Um, enough. and, uh, then they gave us all different colors of glaze. And they, there were lots of glaze colors, so you really could do it up your own way. Like my friend, the, one of the friends that we went with, Marie, she made, instead of doing the bands, she took the bits of clay that we got and she made letters that she stamped on. Cute. So it was like an M and a J and a heart. And then she made a cat shape. And so she put a cat on it because she has a black cat that she loves very much. Um, and it was, it was adorable. And so mine, um, I made, it's, so it's still mm-hmm. the stein shape, but I put the band around the bottom, but not the top. So it just kind of has like a design element at the bottom. It's like a, it's a grip ridge. And then I just made a very plain handle because I wanted it to stay. And <laughs> then the, the um, glaze that I put on is actually... Um, bitten from a ceramicist that you sent me their Instagram and yeah. I cannot for the life of me remember their handle I'll find it yeah find we'll find it, it we'll post it um but I was really loving the when you got me so I, I did a mashup of the this very um sort of bold graphic style of the person that you sent. And then I also really liked the speckled look of the St. Heron and Textile Matter collab that you sent me like ages ago. Mm -hmm. So I did that. So I I fake speckled it. And then I put um, really bold, very, very early 80s shapes on it. I was going to say it's very Memphis style. You can tell Pat Uh, that and he'll know what that means. Well, and everybody (laughs) who knows something about this, which I don't, it's Memphis style. I didn't know what that was. Basically, 
I'm trying to, I always try to tell people like basically if Pee Wee's Playhouse, it's not fully Memphis style, but it has a lot of elements of what Memphis was. Okay. Does that make sense? Like there's a lot of like splats and spots and speckles and brighter colors and like large shapes and mm-hmm. there's a whole lot of, um, there's actually a lot of things behind Memphis style and it, most people consider it the, uh, the black mark on postmodern art. <laughs> oh, I could I for sure it. see that. <laughs> I love it. But I ain't too good for anything, so. Right? Sure. No, I, I'm a big fan, and it's clearly made its way back with terrazzo mm-hmm. tiles and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. there's just a lot, of, a lot of influence. So, anywho. Well, that's fucking fantastic. I love that. How many ounces does that stein hold? I have not tested it, but I'm just going to go ahead and guess it's 12. 12? I think 12 is probably fair. It seems it seems like it's about the size that I would have, like, for a cup of chili type size. Cool. That's a whole lot of chili, girl. Uh, I really like chili. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, 12 ounces, good Lord. <laughs> Share yeah. a little? No, I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> I eat salad in like in bowls big enough to feed a family so I can't even front on this whatsoever <laughs> anywho well I love that you got to work on that that's extremely crafty yeah. it's kind it of really it's kind of your work in progress it's one of them mm-hmm. it's now complete because you're enjoying a beverage out of it have you enjoyed a beverage out of it yet uh well today was the first day because <gasps> we picked them up yesterday and uh we washed them and I'm using them today Yesterday? Day before. Recently. I picked them up recently, used it for the first time today. Excellent. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of, what's your works in progress? Oh, goodness. It's really expanded since everybody is supposed to be on social distancing, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I have uh, started to, one of my major works in progress is getting my office straightened out because I've my, not my office at the lab, because that's been straightened out for a long time because I use it all the time. But my office at home has just really deteriorated because I I typically don't get a lot of work done at home. So I don't clean my office um, and it is going to bite me in the butt now because <laughs> I really need to be able to use this space. So work in progress number one is getting this stuff arranged. But... Um, uh, yesterday, I actually blocked my diesis sweater. What? So it's done! Yay! I mean, it oh still has gosh. it still has uh, free ends <laughs> that need to be woven in, but I decided to block it before weaving in the ends because I wanted to make sure because I knew it was going to grow and it did um, because this. Um, wool is or the the yarn that it's made out of is superwash wool and camel and superwash wool tends to grow rather than shrink so mm. people you know you have this a lot of people have this preconceived notion that if you wash wool it will shrink you'll felt it and it doesn't have to be like that <laughs> so if it is non superwash wool like just regular wool um washing it without agitating it a lot like if you just soak it and let it do kind of a gentle agitation it'll be fine um but super wash wool because it has all the barbs taken off of it or coated one or the Mm -hmm. other um it actually usually enlarges a little bit 
So it's an important thing to keep in mind if you're making, and this is just true for making anything, anything that you're going to make, make a swatch and wash it for if you're going to sew, wash your fabric first. Ahead of time. Yeah. So you're not surprised. Do not try to make the thing with the raw fabric and then wash it because that will, yeah. that will hurt. That will hurt your feelings a lot. Bad news. Bad yeah. News. So I wanted this sweater to grow and it did. And it grew to be the size that I wanted it to be. So I just have wow. to weave it in ends and I'm very happy with it. It's I'm super beautiful. happy with it. It's yeah. beautiful. I can't wait for you. You should kind of want you to put it on to take a photo, but I understand a flat photo in this instance. So, well, we'll see. Um, I'll need okay. Kat to help me because I taking a picture of, I don't know. I've, I've known people who have that, but I don't have a tripod or anything, so it'll be kind of awkward, but yeah, I'll ask. Um, I think it's just, I think we're, I'm excited to see it, how it, the, especially how the collar mm-hmm. and um, the neckline work just because it's so pretty. It's so, so pretty. Yeah. The designer, Alice Caetano did an excellent job. It is beauteous. And uh, for anybody who didn't hear the process um, before, it is made entirely out of the Plucky Knitter Cozy, which, as I mentioned, is a wool and baby camel blend and is delightful. Maybe it's not baby camel. Maybe it's regular camel, but who cares? It's soft and delightful. Uh, So there's that. And I have gone back to... um, try to finish up my penny cardigan, which was a pattern and a project that Miranda gave me. Mm-hmm. So it is a gingham cardigan, a gingham open front cardigan. And uh, I am just weaving in the gingham right now. So the pieces have been sewn or knit for a very long time. The gingham weaving just takes some time and it takes um, actually looking at your piece. So it's not like you, it's not like you can sit there and like, watch a movie and knit oh, like you yeah. actually have to be looking at it so that you weave it's it involved. properly yeah it's involved it's not difficult so if, if anybody was worried about that it is not a difficult sweater to make um the pattern is very well written but it is uh it's good social knitting like um while you're on uh social distancing you can certainly uh you know have a a virtual tea with a friend and weave because you don't have to think while you're doing it you just have to be looking at it right that's perfect Um, yeah so I am partway through one sleeve and then once I'm done with that sleeve I have one more sleeve to go and all the rest of it is already woven so then I'll just have to sew the seams and then I'll be that'll be that oh I think I have to put a collar on it to connect your pieces. It all together, yeah. And then I, I seam it all together, and then I put on the collar and the neckband, I think. Um, but yeah, so, so that's nice. That's uh, in progress. And then um, probably the next project that I will start, so I'll continue doing other things. I'm still working on repairing your shawl, um, okay. which I sort of do in small bits because it's, um, I think I mentioned before, Darning is just a very new skill for me, so it requires uh, my full focus. Um, I think for other people, you know, if you do it a lot, you get good at it. But for me, it's just, it's not something I do often, so I have to, I have to sit and think and stare at it. I also have, I think I've told you this, I have very bad, um, sort of I'm looking for, like visuospatial skills are, my visuospatial skills are pretty bad. 
So I Can you will, describe what that means in like my terms? It, yeah. So <laughs> so when you knit, the stitches have an orientation. It's not flat. So even though when you look at it, it looks like it's flat. Mm-hmm. There's actually one side of the stitch that's forward and one side of the stitch that's behind. Okay. And that's true for all of the stitches in a column. And um, when you're trying to darn something so that it looks invisible, you have to orient your weaving as if it were that knitting. Like it has to be oriented in that way. And my brain does not do that very well. So what will happen is I will, oh. I will um, look at it. I'll try to do the weaving the way that I'm supposed to, or the way that I think that I'm supposed to. And at the end, I will look at it and I will know that it's wrong, but I will not know why it's wrong. And so then I'll undo it and I'll say, okay, well, I think what I did before was this. So I'm going to do it differently this time to fix it. But then I'll make the exact same mistake again. (laughs) Because I can't tell that I've done the same thing twice, but I did the same wrong thing in a different way. Oh, I'm 100% this person as well. Yes, when it comes to sewing and removing stitches, and then I'm like, oh, I know what I did wrong. And then I'm like, I just did it again. Yeah, many times. Yeah. No, there's something like, my brain knows we did it wrong. Mm -hmm. So my brain stops and is like, fix it. And as you're fixing it, you repeat it because your brain's like, this feels right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's my brain literally telling me, this is, this seems right. This seems familiar. You're doing it right now. Like, (laughs) anyway. Yeah. So, so that's, I'm still working on that, but the new, the new project that I'm going to start is a scarf for my friend Katie, um, because she's the person I mentioned in the last podcast is a weaver and she is not a knitter and, uh, she wants a knitted scarf. So she asked me if I would be willing to do that. And I am always happy to do something for a person who actually wants it. You know, I am hesitant about making things for people as surprises um, because not, not everybody likes what you like. Right? I'm um, totally with you on that. Or what you think they will like. Um, but if somebody wants me to make something and I get the sense that they understand the work that that takes, you know, and I think as a as a weaver and an artist, she understands that she's asking me to do something. Um, she... I think is a, a knit worthy pal. So she wanted her scarf to be like a simple lace scarf. So we we chose a simple lace pattern from a book called um, 400 Knitting Stitches. It's a, a stitch dictionary. So I don't know if you guys have ever heard of, have you ever heard of a stitch dictionary before? Nope. Oh. Do tell. I will show you. Or at least talk about it. Okay, so a stitch dictionary is a book that includes photos and step-by-step instructions for making patterns, Um, and not like a full pattern of a sweater, but just like if you want this motif, here's the instructions for making that motif. Um, And this book is from um, Pottercraft. I have no idea... uh, it doesn't have a an author beyond that. So some author contributed to this, but um, 
So it goes from everything that as simple as um, double moss stitch or single rib. Like it starts off with stockinette stitch, usually mm -hmm. regular knitting. Yep. And it goes all the way up to uh, different types of cables that have different patterns in the center mm -hmm. of the cables. Um, or like uh, like these sort of Celtic looking cables, They're like very complex braided ones. Mm -hmm. um, lace, things like that. So um, trying to remember which one she chose, but she chose a really um, bold graphic one because she didn't want the pattern of the yarn to be lost. So I think she chose something sort of along the lines of like these rows of V's. Oh, mm-hmm. So sort of like, yeah, it's, the one that she chose isn't perfectly chevron like that, but it's not, it's akin to that. And the yarn that she wants it out of is the Wool in the Gang Shiny Happy Cotton. So this is 100% cotton. Um, and the uh, colorway is 101 spots. It's their space dyed. So it's, it's cute. white yeah. with black spots, just as you would expect. Dalmatian. Dalmatian. <laughs> yeah, so I've worked with the shiny happy cotton before. This is the same stuff that the um, penny, the penny cart is yeah. made of. So I know I like working with it. Um, it and you it, said it's it, actually a nice, sorry, I'm interrupting only because I'm trying to remember it and I'm excited. Um, it Shiny ha happy cotton is like one of the nicer cotton yarns you've worked with, right? I think so, yeah. Um, for anybody who has worked with cotton before and felt like it really hurt their hands because it doesn't stretch. Um, it doesn't, wool is very, very easy to work with. Like if you have arthritis or um, you're just getting started and you don't know how to like make your stitches even, like wool is extremely forgiving because it has a lot of bounce, a lot of elasticity, a lot of memory. So it'll, if you stretch it, it'll bounce back the way that it was. Um, so it's very forgiving and gentle on your hands. There are some cottons that I've worked with where they are so, they have so little elasticity that no matter how you try to knit them, it just feels like it's tugging at your hands somehow uh -huh. if you want it to look right in the end. So you could knit it really, really loosely, but then it looks kind of like fishnet, you know, no matter how it looks like loose, you know? Yeah. Lots of holes in it. And like, if you're trying to make a sweater or a t-shirt, like, then you just have to wear something else underneath it so it's not see-through and that's no good. Um, but shiny happy cotton has been really good for that. I have not had that problem. So I am looking forward to making that. Um, and then the final thing was actually something I wanted to... <laughs> oh, Ireland, it's only been like a week since we recorded last and you're like, here's four projects. <laughs> well, I've only, I'm only, I finished one, I'm working on one and I have not started the other two. This, that was one of them. But one of them was one that I wanted to, I thought maybe you could say a little bit more about on the podcast because um, it's a gift that you gave me and I'm not sure uh, how best to use it, but I want to, which are these patches from Maze of May oh, Design. Yeah. And they are, um, they're double-sided. So both sides of the patch look cool they are really pretty yeah they were chosen to be that way so you could be flexible in your patching exactly um, so I don't know so uh, just to describe them quickly basically what they are is they are a piece of 
um, woven fabric on one side that has um, looks like resist dye pattern on it. Mm -hmm. And then the other side is woven and it looks and feels like woven um, yarn. So it's really, really soft. It's like a, and it, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. You know what it is. I'm saying it, they feel like they're handcrafted wovens. Like if someone was yeah, doing they definitely a, are. Like if someone has gone to like a weaving workshop or something like that, like these are stuff that have been like hand woven um, on one side and they're really good. They're the reason for the two sided is that one side will feel soft against your skin because it's just like a printed woven. And then the other side is textured because it'll probably go on a place that gets a lot of wear. So like, if it's on a jean jacket or maybe it's on a bag that you love that's gotten a hole in it, it can withstand more wear because it has a, a higher textured and more durable surface versus on the other side is like a really strong cotton. Like if it has batik patterns on one side, usually batik is done on a very fine, dense cotton mm -hmm. that, um, that handles that resist well, doesn't bleed too much. So it's, it's a really strong patch. And the really cool thing about the artist that provided this repair kit is that she surged all the edges around the patches. So you can apply them without a hidden border if you want. Like you can just literally slap it on and hand sew it on top. Mm -hmm. Or you can put it behind something like a pair of jeans and know that it won't unravel. And that so is what I thought was really well done. And that was my question for you. So I am not a person, anybody who's ever listened to this podcast before knows that I am not a person who sews. I have never really patched anything, but I have a pair of jeans. You will remember these. These are the Levi, the first pair of skinny jeans I ever owned. Oh, wow. The Levi's skinnies in the Norma oh. Jean colorway. Yes. Was it the 504s? Uh, or 304s. I can't remember the number now, but they didn't five, come two, with four. a number. Oh, they were that early on. There's no number. Lower. Oh, I remember my lot numbers from Levi's when I bought jeans, but the Norma jean color was a cool fucking color. It yeah. still is, but I gotta be real. Those jeans are, I wore them Me. out. <laughs> I wore them <laughs> out. So the, there's one knee that's just gone. And then there's an, on the back uh, the, one of the pockets, one of the butt pockets, um, the pocket is attached, but the, the place that it's attached <gasps> to is no longer yeah. its integrity. <laughs> and I've been afraid of wearing them because I just know someday the Williams ass is going to win that war and they are do. just going <laughs> to right in the middle of the day. And I can't, I can't have that. So <laughs> I need, so what, what I wanted to make sure of, um, because I, I don't do this often, so I don't know what kinds of materials are good for that type of patch, um, is to know whether or not these are reasonable for patching. So the knee obviously is a place that's going to get a lot of wear. That mm -hmm. butt pocket is probably going to be fine because it's it's not going to get pulled that much in that position. It's not like in the middle it, you know, it's not like at the bottom of the butt, it's big or anything right. it's like near the waist. So it's just over time that fabric has weakened. Um, but that knee, I'm guessing, is going to get tugged at, you know, because that's like the dynamic part of the pant. It is. It's 
that's why knees go first or thighs, depending on your physiognomy, right? Like mm -hmm. I'll say this about the patches I gave you because they are on the thicker side, you have to think about your preference and wearing. So if the jean is really slim, you might not want something bulky. Mm -hmm. So I know it's a skinny jean, but skinny jeans have gotten a lot skinnier. These, this was not, yeah, this is not a particular, this is more just like, now I think people would consider it like a slim cut maybe. Yeah. It's right. really, they're not that, they're not that skinny jean look. They were skinny at the time. Mm -hmm. Like it was a big conversion from Jenko's. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, for, for real though, like I have to remind myself constantly, like, and also like slim jeans have come back versus skinny jeans are slowly like exiting, not mm -hmm. fully, but. The U.S. is very slow to move, and um, there's a place for all jeans here. Mm -hmm. But I would say, like, I would think that those patches would be excellent on your knee. And if you're okay with the silhouette and it doesn't feel too bulky on your butt, I would apply those patches on the inside of your jeans and mm -hmm. stitch them down and just reinforce that pocket edge and be good to go. And it'd be really kind of cute to see a little bit of color coming through over there. Yeah, I thought um, so, too. Yeah. And I think the, sorry, the patches, we'll take a photo of the patches, but, um, so to explain it, but they just have a really bright color to them and they just, they kind of go with lots of stuff. And I think that that would also be great on your knee though. It would be really actually a very good reinforcement. Awesome. Yay. Yeah, I'm a fan. And if you want to wait until this COVID-19 situation, you can definitely, uh, send them to me or bring them to me and I can do it for you <laughs> if that's what you want. Old girl is hitting that she thinks I'm gonna fuck it up. <laughs> She's like, oh, no, don't no, do it. You got projects. You got projects. I also like. I'm not very good about like managing my own time management on personal projects. So like, you get them when you get them. But you know, <laughs> I'm just offering the help. Well, um, I appreciate that. I think that probably the person who'll take you up on the assistance earlier is Pat because yeah, <laughs> I believe I believe his thighs may have blown out some jeans that he loves that old soccer ass it, <laughs> you know it pulls and tugs and your thighs are thick it's a problem he's it a thick is. boy yeah plus yeah. <laughs> plus um well yeah i was like i realized like in this economy i might need to start offering some services hey. <laughs> so you never know you never know oh excellent i love all your projects i'm very excited about them how about you Great question. Um, in, in preparation for possibly needing to work from home due to the social distancing suggestions of our national and state governments, um, I actually hustled really hard this past week to ensure all of my physical work went out so that I could focus on work. So all these projects I had like in my, my dreams to do, I did not get to do this week. So I was kind of bummed out, but, um, Lord knows I got time now. So I'm still, um, mending a little pocket on a pair of overalls. If I didn't show this to you earlier, but oh, I have a little cute. pocket. Yeah. My friend Lisa found these and they're for our friend Emily's baby. I say baby. It's a toddler. He's got opinions now. Like this is a, <laughs> this, is a this is a child, not a baby. Um, he's got opinions. Um, and he's recently learned to cheers. Have you, this is my favorite thing about children. Hold on. I'm going to have a small little diversion. When people teach their kids to go cheers, it's my fucking favorite. It's really like, cute. I don't care. It's really cute. And I feel like 
I don't know if we learned it early or not. I'm not sure. But like. Girl, my first bro, word was ice. I'm was. pretty sure we learned. <laughs> I like that our parents aren't 100% sure about my first word. They were just thrilled that yours was bar related. Because <laughs> we grew up in a bar. Um, ice. Ice is just fun to say too. Um, but I, I'll say that like. When I see kids doing cheers, it is the darn cutest. But um, anyways, I saw that kid do that the other day. So he's clearly a kid. He's no longer a baby. As my yes, long, he's got the, my he's got the grip part. strength and yes. the pl- yeah the motor skills. Yes, he's got grand motor. Uh, is it grand motor skills? Like what do they call that? Gross, like gross, gross motor. motor grand sounds better than gross. Can I just say that? <laughs> <laughs> you and your medical community and your Latin words. Um, anyways, um, I don't even know if that's Latin. I just sound like an idiot. But anyways, so I'm still trying to mend those overalls as well as I've been in cleaning mode in my home. Um, I am not particularly high risk for this situation. However, I'm just not going to take any chances. Nope. And I just feel like uh Minnesota, the Midwest in general is kind of the last to get hit. Get the worst of it, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, but as I see the uh, the COVID nineteen uh, arcs <laughs> of um, high um, infection rates, I'm just definitely and exposure rates. I'm just you know I'm just trying to be mindful of that. So I've definitely been cleaning, doing that part. I'm just be a little bit more mindful. But I also I was joking with someone the other day, like. I was supposed to have a happy hour. I was actually having a brunch happy hour with my friend Aria. And uh, I was late to it because I was like, I forgot how long it takes to clean all this stuff. Like upon entering your house and doing all this mm-hmm. stuff. And I had to like clean my car. And like, there's just a lot of stuff like common use, common areas being disinfected takes more time than you realize. Yep. But I'm happy to do it. It is not a problem. But that has been kind of like on my um, my to-do list. My new to-do list, though, as of today, I carved out a new workspace so, while working from home so that I actually um, get my shit right. And also I've been looking at schedules to make sure I stay on task, that mm-hmm. I give myself breaks, that I almost try to like do a true work from home. And I'm even going to have to like close the door on my little office to make sure that like my dog isn't like up in my business because she is... Yeah so thrilled by the way that I'm home now <laughs> um yeah the cat but, uh, has gotten very bossy very <laughs> bossy I literally every single time I'm sitting at the table to be is assuming I'm eating or drinking and having a phone call with a friend and then climbs like comes up between my legs head and all and I'm almost like I I can't do this during a work day it's not gonna no. work nope. so I've been trying to get my schedule right around that. So tomorrow's the big day of the test. See how that goes. But yeah, I'm, yep. in, I'm into it. I'm into it. So that's kind of been taking up my time a little bit. Yeah, but, um, uh Not a bad thing. I'll probably, knowing me, I cannot watch TV for that long. And everyone else is like, send net Netflix recommendations and do all this stuff. And I'm like, I hate watching TV. So... I will probably have a lot more updates for you on my craft projects really soon. <laughs> I'm excited too. So that was long winded, but you know, that's well, my, I think, I think that state. we all have to try to make the best of the situation. 
because if you don't, then the temptation comes along to do the wrong thing, to leave the house, to go, you know, go someplace where you know you shouldn't be going because you're supposed to be trying to keep people safe, right? So you have to figure out how to make the situation work for you and make it enjoyable. I don't think that's a minor thing, you know? You gotta, you gotta work it out. Yep. Well, that. is it time for gold stars? I think it is. And we have a bunch. Would oh you my like gosh. To start? So I will start. <laughs> Um, so the obvious gold stars in my book go to all of the, the people who are, you know, working on the front lines, managing this crisis. So the nurses, the nurse practitioners, the clerks, the triage staff, the doctors, um, everybody, uh, these people are working over time to figure out the best way to do what needs to be done to keep everybody as safe and healthy as possible. And um, the same goes for like janitorial staff and, mm, um, mm. you know, people who are doing like garbage collection and recycling collection and, and all the kinds of jobs where there isn't a pause point, where there's like no pause point, that there are a lot of jobs like that. Um, and I, those people are um, I think in some cases not given the choice about what to do for themselves. Yeah. And so that brings me to the next gold star, which is all the people who know that they get to have a choice about whether or not they do the right thing or not. And everybody who is doing social distancing is washing their hands, is not panic buying all the fucking toilet paper and hand oh, sanitizer, people. but leaving some for everybody else to have some. You all get my gold stars as well because... Every person who takes themselves out of the risk pool reduces the risk for the people who don't have the option to get out of the risk pool. So I want to, I just want to do a nice clap. Thank you. This is coming from a doctor, everybody. This is coming from a doctor. <laughs> Not you know, the internet. <laughs> well, and I, I'm, I'm sure that plenty of people get sick of, you know, people that they think are on their high horses about what they're doing. And, and I don't want to come off as preachy. Not I do think that I you're do not, think that I have, <laughs> I have a little bit of authority here as a person who is, you know, working in a hospital where the hospital is trying very hard to figure out how to marshal and conserve their resources for the inevitable shitstorm that is coming. Yeah. We're not even at peak, not even close. And so every person who has the power and the privilege to do social distancing and who does it is making the world safer for people who don't get to make that choice, either because they work in a gig economy and they can't, they have to make that money or they work in essential jobs or they live paycheck to paycheck and they just don't have that kind of liberty. If you have that liberty, and you are not taking it because you think it doesn't really affect you, I'll fuck you. Full stop. I, ooh, I feel... I'm not going to hijack your gold star. But I got thoughts. And I'm sure a lot of people have thoughts. Continue with your gold stars, because that's not what um, I got to say. Yeah. Well, so that's that. Mm -hmm. and, then, and then my gentler gold stars 
are for um, all of the sort of uh, local community things that you can do while you're worried about your community, right? So my feeling is like, if there ever was that time that you thought to yourself, I don't know if I really wanna pay $5 for that handcrafted soap. Girl, now you have an excuse. If you got that $5, give it to the person who makes the quality handcrafted soap, because guess what? All soap is good soap, and all soap protects you. It doesn't have to, like, you. antibacterial soaps are no better than regular soap. In fact, they're worse. They just raise antibiotic resistance. So why not, why not just use regular bar soap? It works just as well. Reduces, you know, shipping of water and carbon footprint. There's so many good things about it. Treat yourself. Buy yourself the fancy soap from the local artisan maker. Help the local artisan maker make it through this hard time. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, Marin and I were discussing this when we uh, first started our our conversation before we started recording, that with all of the hand washing, when your skin is as dry as mine is, <laughs> you need a lot of hand lotion. And there are many small makers who make hand lotion. So I have really been enjoying... Um, lotion from Thumbprint. It's actually, a, they make soap also, but um, Thumbprint makes soap and lotion. And this is like a shea butter, mango butter, glycerin lotion um, in cedar and citrus. So it smells oh, delightful. That sounds great. And I got this from a local shop, White Rabbit. So nice. You know, these are the, these are the times where you call your little local shop and say, I would like to add, I would like to have the following things. Could you please put them in a bag, charge them to my credit card, and I will just come and pick them up from the store. Don't have to shop around, don't have to, you know, whatever. If your store does deliveries, even more yeah. better. Mm-hmm. So those those are my those are my gold stars. Well, damn. And then, and one raspberry. I did get one raspberry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I appreciate the raspberry, and I appreciate it coming from someone who's informed, someone who works in the medical field, and someone who is currently facing this crisis because there's no doubt that you will be called in to manage this. Oh, yeah. So, like, I know that a lot of people don't recognize that, but a lot of people who work in medical in this medical um, world, this industry, they might have a specialty. They might run in a certain circle. They might do something in particular. And there's going to come a time where people are going to have to step out of the stuff that they normally do because they will be a part of the community and helping with the community. So there's, I mean, maybe, maybe that's a little aggressive on my part, but I just it's can't not, help it. It's okay. not aggressive. It's already happening. So I just, it's I already feel happening like, in places where you think wow. the crisis isn't that bad. It's already happening. Wow. I didn't get, sorry, we're having a moment here because I didn't get to talk to you about that before I said it, but I just know that anyone who is in this field is taking an oath, but also you, whether you take that oath or not, you're just, I mean, well, you have to in order to be a part of this field, but <laughs> regardless of your your interest regardless of your hours you're going to be called to task to like help and yep. we're not even at the we're not at the peak yet yep. so thank you for giving 
the raspberry. Thank you for being really honest about it because it doesn't help me, a designer, to tell anybody anything. It's not my place. I'm allowed to like hype up some stuff I see from like official sources, but it's, it is really important that we hear, we hear and heed what you say. So mm-hmm. thank you for giving that. Way better coming from you than again, this old designer here who makes jeans. Um, uh, all right. So I'll start with some gold stars. Uh, my gold stars, I'll start, I'm going to start fun and then go down. <laughs> <laughs> Let me raise the spirits for a minute. One of our longtime listeners and one of my good friends from high school, my friend John, um, he was so he was so moved by our Valentine's Day um, posts over time. Like we've done a couple of different Valentine's Day posts now mm-hmm. at this point, and he gave me he sent me a, an amazing letter, and he sent me a few over time, um, as well as he has also given me. Um, like we just talk a lot on Facebook messenger and stuff like that, but he sent me this time his photographs that I thought were just so cool. And they're up in my desk right now, but he does like 360 photographs mm-hmm. of a space and time, you know, place kind of thing. And it's just so cool to see his creativity now that he is, he really does. I, I'm trying to find the right word of putting it. He has really said like the one, one of the greater things about going into recovery is that he, um, that relationships are so important to him and that also like doing other things is important to him. And he's really blossomed and done a ton of cool stuff. So, um, the reason he reached out though and sent those photos was that Valentine's day has officially changed in his life forever because of how you and I and our families have put Valentine's day, like a day that normally so many people dislike and so many people just like get triggered by, um, that the fact that we've made it a, a day for friends and not just, you know, romantic lovers is just, it just was so awesome to see him like reply and send something about that. Same with like, we've gotten other notes from other people about it, but who doesn't need more love in this world? And Lord knows right now, everyone could use a Valentine in the mail. Like I might actually like pick up my, um, my uh, online love giving like i don't want well, to perhaps mail valentine's care. day is is not just only for friends maybe it's not just for february right like i feel like now that we're social distancing i need to find out a new digital way of saying i love you to a lot more people so i, I bring it up just because i just think that now is the time to check in with people you love now's the time to check in and make sure that people are they, they have what they need and sometimes what they need is not something physical it's just literally knowing that they're alive and that they're mm-hmm. scared or that they're concerned, or maybe they think this is bullshit, but they need to talk to someone who doesn't think it's bullshit. Like that's also good too. Like we just more than anything, I think this whole time has reminded us how connected we really are. So um, on the eve of <laughs> on this week, you know, this eve of this weird thing going on, at least um, in my life, getting a note from John just reminded me how connected we truly are. So mm-hmm. I really love that. Um, I'm like rambling. I'm going to stop <laughs> my other gold star. I'll go into lotion because I agree that lotions are very important. I love that you've got a local bent on that. So now I'm going to go find some local options because that's on me for not doing that. Um, but I definitely need more than ever. Like I, I've been using Aquaphor and then Trader Joe's, um, triple strength hand cream. I think it's called, it's a hand cream in a silver tube. Very like oh, that's lost 10. It's good. That stuff is good. It's real good. 
but I already have dry hands from working with um, fabric every day. I, t I literally have to touch fabric constantly. So my hands are pretty sapped all the time. Um, but I'm really impressed by those two options. But now I'm going to go look for some local options because now's the time to start spending more money locally. Um, but I will say if, if your oh, budget is tight, Aquaphor is the shit. Trader oh, Joe's is also quite good. Aquaphor is everywhere and a little goes a long way. So it's actually really good for your budget if mm -hmm. you think about it. It also, the main ingredient really is petroleum jelly. So I would also say petroleum jelly is stupid cheap. So if you're thinking about your options, a dollar store for sure will have it. So sorry, I'm just yeah. thinking about the accessibility of that. And but petroleum it's really jelly never goes bad. Sure it no. works for a wide variety of things. If you think you need Neosporin, you don't. Petroleum jelly will do the same thing and not increase antibiotic resistance. I have so many soap boxes to be on top of today. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I remember one time another person told me that, and I was like, word, why do we believe in Neosporin then? That's stupid. Like, there's so many other ways. But, yeah, honestly, it's a good thing, and I just really want people to, like, I want in people to be encouraged to wash their hands because it clearly works. Doctors Without Borders has talked a great deal about how that made a huge difference in Hong Kong. And they were months ahead of this peak. Yep. So um, one should follow this. Yes. And they also have it way under more control than we do here in the oh U.S. My gosh. So, oh, my gosh. Oh, yes. Hong Kong and Vietnam blowing my mind at how mm -hmm. populated and how well they've handled this. So, yep. like, I'm just listening to them now. I'm going to go ahead and listen to them. So, anyways... Please protect your hands because also having cracked hands, nasty hands, all those things, you got to protect your shit now. So yep. with the hand washing comes protection. Okay. Yep. And my last thing, which is for the nerd in me and the, the warrior in me, Worldometer. Have you heard of this website? I have not. They, it, it is a constant, um, data website that shows many different areas of data. It shows a lot of things and it's not biased by a journalist reporting. And it's not biased by like a government's view of something. It is literally like using a lot of data points from a lot of different places that are confirmed. So if you get all like up in your, in your shit about like wanting to understand what this situation is, you can look at actual numbers of the COVID-19 virus and where it is spread and numbers, you can go and look at a website about it instead of reading these doom and gloom articles that are just going to spiral you out. Like, mm -hmm. I just need people to check themselves a little bit. And if you want facts, go find facts. But don't read articles that are like, gargle this and you're going to be fine. Like, no, mm -hmm. no, you can't. That's not how yeah. this works. Elderberry is not going <laughs> to cure you. <laughs> I mean, it tastes good, but, but when, did really taste, when did things taste good ever solve your problems? Am I right? Mm -hmm. But anyways, so that was like my one little nerdy call out for that website. It's like, if you want to go see some numbers and like actually check yourself and like know what the fuck's going on, it is up to date on recoveries, active cases, um, and just incubation times, like averages and means. It's a whole lot of stuff. So, like, yes. don't listen to your Facebook friend posts. Go find some information. That yes. is all. Those are my gold stars for now. Okay. 
Oh, and last one, an honorary mention, FaceTime happy hours. I'm a big fucking fan. Yeah. And I've been already having a few. And we're kind of, we always have one when we record. But, like, and we've done this with our family, too, when we can't get together. Like, we'll have dinner together and hang out and stuff. I'm a huge fan. I still feel like I'm having the quality time I'd want to have with someone at a bar or anywhere else. I'm a big fan of it. And, like, people just need to lean in a little bit. And it's going to be so great when we can hug each other again. But until then... Spend virtual the time, hugs. virtual hugs, and spend time with the ones you love. That's what it yeah. is. It's time. It's not about being in a physical place. Okay, I'm off my soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, if you guys could uh, stand all of all of that up until now, <laughs> thank you so much for listening. Um, you can find us on Instagram as uh, Stitchcraft Sisters. Uh, we will be there probably more often now because. You know, so much you're going to be, <laughs> I, I wouldn't say that my free time is going to increase, but I will have to like plan in breaks where I didn't used to have to, like it used to be my break would be, I'd walk from one meeting to the next meeting, or I'd like take a walk around the building and I will not be doing that. So I'm going to have mm-hmm. to come up with some other things to keep myself, you know, organized and together and not, uh, overworked. Um, but yes, you can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Ravelry, uh, Stitchcraft podcast. Um, and you can also find us at our website, uh, Stitchcraft Podcast, Stitchcraft Sisters. What the hell is our website anymore? I think it's Stitchcraft. Full stop. Okay, not sure. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) This is like up there with us guessing our number of of episodes. Okay. (laughs) No, it's definitely worse. It's definitely worse. But there's a link in our Instagram uh, go to that it is always it. updated with the most recent podcast so you'll find it if you want to um anyway we love you guys all very much thank you for listening stay safe wash your goddamn hands and get some distance from people i don't care what they told you unless you actually know where they fucking have been and they got a temperature reading fuck them no i ain't listening to nobody sorry that, okay <laughs> that i'm not a doctor so don't listen to me but anyways <laughs> Island is a doctor and she said, wash your hands. So you should still do that. But I do really feel like social distancing is real. So stop celebrating St. Patrick's Day, you jerks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. None of that. Not, not cool. Not cool at all. And you're, and you're hearing this from the people who are raised to think that St. Patrick's Day was the holiest of holy days and we will be celebrating it virtually. It's true. Like I am going to celebrate. Don't get me wrong. Oh, it's happening. But honestly, our family can roll like that. Like our family loves this holiday. We love it so much and not in a bro way, but as in like, it's our family tradition. And we have always offered uh, like, well, when we had the bar, my dad and mom would offer food for people to come over and hang out. So it's like a community time. Yeah. It's like a baked potato buffet. It's a good time, but we ain't playing this year. And all the people I see out there wearing green bullshit and out at bars laughing mm, at this virus. Mm, mm, mm. Fuck you. Fuck you. Because you don't know who's got asthma. You don't know who has cardiovascular disease or diabetes. You don't fucking yeah. know. Because also, diabetes is not always a fat person problem. So, wow. I'm sorry. I'm mad. Because those are <laughs> the people, those are the people most at risk beyond elderly. Yep. Ah, oh, this right. whiskey is working. I'm going to stop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We love okay. you. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you soon. Wash your hands. Bye. Bye.